Here, Elijah Cummings. We want him to come in to explain to us why this 18-year employee said that these folks did not get a clearance, why they got one. The House deadline has passed for Robert Mueller's report on Russia's election tampering. Democrats are now working on a subpoena to give to Attorney General William Barr to produce it. This is USA Radio News. The tradition. The suspense. The race. The Kentucky Derby is the pinnacle of horse racing. Rocket Mortgage is giving away 20 VIP trips to witness the Kentucky Derby in person. And one lucky winner will receive $250,000. Use it to purchase your dream home or pay off your mortgage. Enter today at homestretchsweepstakes.com. The fashion, the mint juleps, the parties. This is your opportunity to experience it all firsthand thanks to the Rocket Mortgage Homestretch Sweepstakes. Enter for your chance to win $250,000 and one of 20 VIP trips to the Kentucky Derby. The Rocket Mortgage Homestretch Sweepstakes. Enter today at homestretchsweepstakes.com. No purchase necessary. 21 years or older. Ends on April 7, 2019. Homestretchsweepstakes.com. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. President Trump now says he wants to wait until after the 2020 election before trying to replace the Affordable Care Act. He thinks the House will then go back to GOP control and they can pass a new health care law. So if we get back the House and on the assumption we keep the Senate and we keep the presidency, which I hope are two good assumptions, uh, we're going to have a phenomenal health care. He also says he's decided to hold off for now on a decision to close the southern border with Mexico. Authorities say a fire at a chemical plant outside of Houston is now contained. People are safe to go outdoors, says the EPA's Rachel Moreno. No detectable or actionable detectable items um, in the air as of right now. Fire crews are still trying to keep the fire from spreading to other chemical tanks. Lawyers for a baseball fan on life support after an attack this week outside Dodger Stadium says the team hasn't done enough to improve security. You're listening to USA Radio News. With a Hey shoppers, the businesses here on the Radio Shopping Show have shown you love with great deals they offer. Return that love by returning to our businesses without a certificate. They will appreciate it and so does AM1400 KSHP. Keep the receipt from any active Radio Shopping Show business. Write your name and shopper number on the receipt, bring that receipt to KSHP and drop it in our bowl. KSHP will draw receipts monthly for fantastic prizes. So get in on the winning by supporting the businesses that support AM1400 KSHP. I'm having a hot flash, a tropical hot flash. My personal summer is really a bummer. I'm having a hot flash. Menopause, the musical, the off-Broadway parody hit that will have you cheering at your seat and dancing in the aisles. Presented by Tony Award-winning G4 Productions. At its new home at Harris Las Vegas. Tickets on sale now at HarrisLasVegas.com or by calling 702-777-2782. I'm having a hot flash. Hey, it's Danny and Brady from the Radio Shopping Show. And we want to invite you to our weekly show on Facebook Live. That's right. We do a show every Friday at noon on our Facebook page. It's a video show that lets you shop with us, just like on the Radio Shopping Show. It's interactive. You get to save a ton of money. And we have a really fun time. Head over to our Facebook page, at KSHP Vegas. Like and follow the page and tune in each Friday at noon for contests, money-saving deals, and free stuff. Don't miss this one-of-a-kind show each and every Friday at noon on Facebook. Right now at IHOP, order any breakfast combo and we'll sweeten the deal. 
with all-you-can-eat pancakes. So get out your all-you-can-eat silverware, because these pancakes aren't gonna all-you-can-eat themselves, because pancakes don't do that. Get IHOP's all-you-can-eat pancakes with any breakfast combo. Or just get the all-you-can-eat pancakes for $4.99. What else you got going on today? The thoughts and opinions expressed in the following program are those of the program's participants and do not necessarily represent those of station staff, management, and advertisers. Give me the green light. Cause I'm ready to go. Get ready to kick it up a notch. If you live and breathe sports, then this is the place to get your hot takes. Welcome to Vegas Sports Hub. Vegas Sports Hub. With your host, Ian Rakelli, on KSHP AM 1400. Or stream the show live at KSHP.com. Now, turn up the volume and get ready for Vegas Sports Hub with Ian Rakelli. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Ian Rakelli, and welcome to Vegas Sports Hub. Got my co-host, Ethan Gettemeyer. Hello. And uh, this will be a great show for tonight. We're going to be discussing the collapse of the AAF. <laughs> we're going to be talking about the NFL draft coming down the line later this month, and we're going to get into wrestling. Yay, finally. Talking about WrestleMania this upcoming Sunday. But let's get into our football segment. I have my guest at this time, Chuck Thomas, on the air. Uh, Chuck Thomas, do you hear me, bud? How you doing, Ian? I'm doing great. Uh, glad to have you on the show. Glad to be here. Well, before we get into the NFL draft, I want your thoughts on the AAF's collapse. It was reported a well while ago. Give me your thoughts on that. Oh, man. That's just, that was a mess. I mean, uh, from the first week, everybody was intrigued with it. And then once the money money thing hit, I think all the uh, all the glory, all the uh, accolades, everything kind of went down the uh, tube, I guess you could say. And uh, many, many of us didn't even get into it because it was such small market teams uh, around the country. And, uh, of course, Orlando has declared themselves the champion now, which I'm, I'm okay with. <laughs> <laughs> but the- so, yeah, so I'm interested to see Vince uh, McMahon, what he's going to do with the, uh, his new uh, XFL. And uh, there's talk that he actually might be uh, trying to uh, buy some of the AFF uh, stuff, too, as well. So we'll see what he does. Speaking of that XFL, how is this going to affect them? Because a lot of these players are now unemployed. And speaking about the draft, which we're going to get into shortly, you know, some of these undrafted free agents, they could potentially play for another league, no longer the AAF, but potentially the XFL. Could that happen? Well, it depends on uh, how the AAF uh, handles themselves over the next, because I know some of them had a, one-year, two-year, three-year deal, supposedly, how this how this locks in. But uh, if they go, uh, you know, under pretty much, I think all they're, they're going to be free to do whatever they want to do. I think Johnny Menzel made a comment today about it, saying, go ahead and move on, guys. <laughs> he's, he's used to it. So, uh, but I think uh, Vince, uh, Vince has deep pockets. So I think Vince... Uh, 
might have uh, a little bit better handle on things that he wants to do because he's not trying to compare himself to the NFL. Vince is going to do Vince, and so that's why it makes Vince different than the uh, AAF. So we'll see what Vince does. We will see what Vince does. I mean, we got WrestleMania coming up, which we're going to be talking about later in the show. Now, when it comes to the AAF, I guess the question is, why did this fail after eight weeks? I mean, that Hurricanes owner was going to invest $250 million into this project. And then a couple of weeks later, it's going to be done. It just is very surprising news to a lot of football fans. Well, I just think, I mentioned on earlier, I just think the fact that the uh, the football in spring, um, that was always looked upon, everybody wanted to do it, but I think that's really, really, uh, you know, in, in the market where they were located at, really kind of, really kind of hurt them where they were at because nobody really, you know, they were trying to affiliate uh, NFL teams with each kind of uh, area and uh, luckily Tampa Bay was locked in with Orlando, imagine that, but they're all kind of teams locked in with different teams trying to trying to get them involved, but really after that money fiasco, I think many of us kind of like, oh gosh, they're not going to make it, why spend the time, I mean, the first week was exciting when they were out there. I mean, I never seen such a big turnout for people to uh, to hope it worked. And then next thing you know, boom, the money crisis thing hit, and the rest was like, you know, I think whoever Napoleon, whoever got into doing that and did not really plan the money thing, uh, was not a good was not a good planner. Even though Napoleon's a Hall of Famer himself, but still, uh, the hockey guy you know who who knows what he has planned I'm, I'm pretty sure he's just trying to get as much money out of it as he can now absolutely now we're gonna move on to the nfl draft the reason why i called you on in the first place now the draft is a couple of weeks away i want to ask will there be a team that's going to trade up and draft kyler murray at that number one spot I do not believe so. I think uh, even from listening to all the other gurus on the draft, uh, I think the Cardinals coach is, is uh, taking Kyler Murray. Uh, there's nothing really, no reason for anybody really to move up in the draft for a quarterback because the quarterback uh, class is is okay. It's not like it's great, but, uh, but Kyler Murray uh, – Kyler Murray just uh they're saying he's got a special kind of talent. So we'll see what uh he wants to bring to the NFL and I think Cardinals are are not going to move from that position. Well, does that leave Josh Rosen open to a trade maybe with uh, everyone's favorite team the New England Patriots? <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing about us trying to predict the the draft when the GMs and the and the owners are behind the scenes doing that kind of stuff because uh Everybody keeps saying Rosen's going to get traded somewhere, but somebody wants to want him. And then uh, we've seen what he did last year. So, you know, if I'm the Cardinals, I don't know why you just don't uh, put you a RG3 and a Kirk Cousins thing together and keep both of them. You know what I mean? And see what you made the best of. Because uh, I'm still skeptical on Murray. So, uh 
we'll see what happens. But, I mean, that if they don't trade him, I mean, they've got the best of both worlds. Then you've got two guys competing for the quarterback spot. One guy sitting on the bench, you're not going to be, you know, losing out because the main uh, rumor was that he would be going to to the Giants somehow because the Giants have those two first-round picks in the first round. So we'll see if the Giants want to budge on those, but I don't think the Giants are going to do that. Well, you were talking about Kyler Murray and your kind of doubt, you kind of have doubts on him. Do you think Kyler Murray should be the first overall pick? Is there a prospect in this draft that you think should be the number one pick? Ooh, it's all about team needs now. I mean, is he the best player? No. No. Is there a dominant defensive player that's that's blown everybody away so far? Uh, you know, this this draft is so deep with defensive uh defensive players. Heck, I wouldn't be surprised to not even see a running back come off the board until until late in the second or early third round. This is how deep this uh, defensive class is. And uh, offensive linemen, too, as well. So uh, there'll be people shooting at quarterbacks, uh, you know, picking them up in the first round. Some teams, will they'll gamble on some of them. But uh, as far as the best player in the draft, I think there's, there's probably there's probably only three guys that stick out to me, and that would be a uh, Williams kid from Alabama. And the way it's looking is that, you know, people are going to overlook him. Uh, Oliver, a uh, kid out of Houston, his uh, comparison to all his uh, workouts, Aaron Donald, you know, people don't want to mess up that deal again. But uh, he's really good. And then, of course, you got uh, Boza, you know, who uh, even though he didn't play, once he got hurt, he's still going to be a, a hell of a rusher. Chuck, uh, really quickly, sticking to Kyler Murray, do you think it's smart for him to go to the NFL, or would you rather have him see? Would you rather have seen him go to the MLB and maybe have a longer career as a baseball player, other than a quarterback who will be facing about a two hundred and fifty pound lineman rushing him almost every play? Well, I believe that Murray had uh, made the right decision because one. Uh, he's going to be uh, probably the first pick off the board. <laughs> so if he does uh, not make it, he has baseball to back himself up. So I think he made the right decision because uh, because he's going to be the first player taken off the board. I, don't, I think if there was any doubt that he wouldn't be the first player off the board, I think there's a good shot that he might have uh, said, you know, hey, I'm going to go and uh, play baseball because, uh, you know, these players now in baseball are making – these, this great money because it's such a well-run uh, league, but uh, who knows? Who knows what Murray? You know, he's, he's kind of in that Baker Mayfield, uh, you know, category. You know, Baker had a great first year. Now we'll see what Kyler does, but I think he made the uh, right decision going to the NFL because uh, he's special. He's special. So we'll see how special he is at five foot nine and a half. Uh, the thing about us baseball fans, especially in Las Vegas, I mean, Kyler Murray could have played for the Aviators. I mean, he was, you know, with the drafted by the Oakland Athletics. But let's get away right. from that. Uh, when it comes to this draft, there are a couple of quarterbacks that have been notable uh, when it comes to scouts. Which teams do you see taking a quarterback with a high draft pick in this upcoming draft? 
Oh, I think the Broncos are a no-brainer. The Broncos, I mean, they, even though they picked up Flacco, they're going to probably take uh, Drew Locke at 10. And then uh, the hardest thing to predict, as I mentioned, is these trades because I really wonder about the Redskins, if they're going to try to pull something, if they're very high on uh, if they're very high on Haskins. I don't think they will. As I mentioned, I think everybody's going to sit sit tight this season. Uh, there's no real, but I think the Bengals, the Bengals is this has been the latest story going around. The Bengals, with Haskins being from Ohio State, the Bengals at 11, good possibility that the uh, Bengals take Dwayne Haskins, which is interesting. Uh, the other guy is uh, the Redskins need a quarterback. Uh, that's the only team, really, I think, that is, is in desperate need of a starter. Uh, they're looking at uh, possibly getting Daniel Jones as their quarterback. The Dolphins have pretty much folded this season. They signed Fist Magic, so I know you like to like to hear that. Yeah, <laughs> so, I de- yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. The owner, the owner, pretty much is uh, has flipped that. Uh, basically, they're just going to be rebuilding from here on out. And then uh, I don't see anybody else uh, jumping out as far as being in the first round at quarterback. I know you've got some guys. Uh, you got some. Uh, well, I say a team guys. like the New York Giants. I was surprised he they weren't on your list. Well, you know why? It's because of the fact that uh, that uh, they need defense. Giants need defense. They've got two first picks in the in the first round and I don't think that they're gonna they're gonna take a quarterback in the first round I think they're gonna actually actually I have them projected taking Will Greer in the second round so I think they're gonna you know Will Greer is another viable quarterback who needs a little bit more uh, training but I've got him I got Will Greer going to the Giants in the second round so you know everybody mentions that too but I don't think the Giants are gonna be jumping all around just to go and get uh, Haskins. I don't care if he grew up in New Jersey or not. I think the Giants are really going to have to get their defense uh, uh, together. And when you got two first-round picks in the first round, it's just like Gruden. Gruden's got three. And I've got Gruden right now projected to do uh, three defensive players to help him out because they need defense bad, too, as well. And this, like I said, this draft's all about defense. I mean, this is it's a premier defensive draft this year. Like, when was the last time a draft was this defensive heavy? Because I can't recall the last time this happened. Oh man, maybe back when. Because uh... like the because the only example I can think of was a draft that had Dan Wilkinson and Warren Sapp. That yeah, draft. I was getting ready to say Warren Sapp. Warren Sapp when he when he, that that draft was so deep that. He ended up going like, uh, you know, with all his uh, issues that he had, I think he ended up going like 13th or 14th to the Bucks or whatever. He slipped all the way down that far, but that, that was a pretty deep draft too as well, a 95, I believe. Yes, so. it was. Speaking of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that is your team. You are Chuck Thomas, host of the Buck Flair Show. Woo! Who do you <laughs> think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers should take with that number five pick? And if that person was taken, who else is going to be a possibility? Well, I can tell you right now, I mean, 90, 90% of the mocks out there have uh, 
locked in Devin White, linebacker out of LSU. Uh, we lost Quan Alexander in the uh, free agency, and there's talk now, which is scary, that uh, having to cut some money, uh, we still got to cut about close to $10 million to sign some uh, draft picks. So uh, Levante David makes almost $10 million a year. So there's some rumors coming out of Tampa that he might be the one instead of McCoy because uh, McCoy was another option for the Bucks. But Devin White, uh, linebacker, first one off the board, even though some folks consider Josh Allen possibly could be that type of linebacker, defensive end, rush rush passer. Um, but I see Devin White going to the Bucks, And if they're not able to get him, and this is what makes the draft so hard, the Jets are, are dialed in on Josh Allen. The 49ers are, are dialed in on Boza. So that leaves the wild card, which is Ed Oliver and uh, Quinella Williams, I like to call him, for defensive tackles. So if McCoy gets cut, save money, uh, I would I would be happy with either of those two guys at fifth if uh, the Raiders decide to take uh, somebody totally different than expected. They're, they're projected to take Williams, but uh, I think Oliver's moved himself all the way up into that fourth fourth pick. And then, uh, but the Bucks, the Bucks are keying on that linebacker in uh, Todd Bowles' defense. Devin White, they need a new uh, linebacker. And uh, but if, like I said, if uh, Jerry McCoy gets cut, then you're 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 back in that. Uh, do we take uh, Williams or Oliver as defensive tackle? So we'll see what happens. Well, if McCoy does get cut. There's a guy I'm surprised he didn't talk about. He was the number one overall recruit out of high school, Rashawn Gary, from Michigan. I mean, he is a guy that would be a good defensive tackle option. Yeah, I mean, he's another one. Uh, yeah, I mean, he says he's the best player in the draft. I, I've seen him at the combine here in Indianapolis or whatever. Uh, great guy. Uh, I just, I just don't see him going – Going uh, as high as a lot of people haven't projected, I think. Uh, I think actually he's going to fall uh, to the mid-tier uh, draft draft range based on needs, because you got to think about this uh, when you talk about the quarterbacks coming up in that lower tier. Then you've got offensive linemen like uh, Jags need offensive linemen, Bills need offensive linemen, the Packers. You know they they need a little bit more help. Um, Offensively, the Dolphins. I have DK Metcalf possibly going to the Dolphins. So uh, right now, and then you got the Falcons and the Panthers both in the South, and they're very high on the Clemson guys. So I mean, I could see Rashawn Gary possibly. You know, you're talking Titans, Steelers, Ravens somewhere in that mid tier. Believe it or not, just based on these this year. There's a lot of teams that have certain needs in this first round and and uh even uh the linebacker devin bush you know he's an outstanding player too and he could slip all the way down to that mere tier level based on needs too i totally agree with you there before we move on to our next topic since you are buck flair i gotta do this <laughs> Woo! Absolutely. I mean, we are doing a wrestling segment right after this, so definitely stay tuned for that. Now, before I let you go, I wanted to ask, 
day one is the is the day that everybody ex- is excited for. They watch it. They love it. But day two is very important for teams. That's second and third round. Is there any right. notable prospects that you think should make an impact in the NFL that will be available on day two? Day two is rounds two and three. And uh been studying that here uh, over the last three or four days and looking at some of the needs. Like I said, it's a very deep defensive draft. Uh, one guy, uh, since you, we talked about Michigan, uh, Chase Winovich. He's projected second-round player, and he's a motor. Uh, he's He's got a potential to be a, a starter and something special in this league, too, as well, uh, if drafted in the second round. Also, you're going to see a lot of wide receivers start to fly off in the uh, in the second round too, as well. After uh, you know everybody's so high on DK uh, Metcalf, but there's several wide receivers that can make impacts. Uh, one being Nikhil Harry uh, out of Arizona State, and then you've got the uh, AJ Brown, the other sidekick from Metcalf, and you've got several of the uh, uh, Paris Campbell. He's another wide receiver. Akeem Butler. So you see wide receivers that that can make impacts in the second round. The third round is, like I said, it mentioned. I think the running backs are going to be coming off the board in the third round, and I really like the fact that uh, uh, Josh Adams is projected to be the first back taken. Uh, there's a chance that he might go, you know, he might go second second round, or he possibly could be in the first, depending on. Uh, team needs but there's so many uh backs out there that are probably going to be drafted in the third round uh david montgomery iowa state he's one that ring the kid out of memphis uh holyfield out of georgia there's many running backs that are going to be probably impact running backs in that third round that people can uh look at and then the uh, kid from uh oh penn state miles sanders i like him a lot too as well so we got weber out at ohio state so like I said, the, we talk about this draft being so deep on defense, but when you get to the second, third rounds, a lot of those uh, studs are going to be your offensive players because they're going to be the ones getting the chance to be starters in the league, especially with uh, Hakeem Butler. I have him going to Pittsburgh with the loss of Antonio Brown. So if he jumps right into the starting, starting spot with Juju, there you go. There's a kid that can make a lot of uh, impacts. As long as he can catch the ball, that's the key. <laughs> Running backs and wide receivers. I mean, this offense is going to be important on day two and day, uh, well, second round, third round, on day two. Now, Chuck Thomas, Mr. Buck Flair himself, thank you for coming on the show. No problem. I uh, love it. Hey, tell everybody about the Buck Flair Show for the audience here who does not know about it. The Buck Flair Show airs every Wednesday night starting in July all the way until the Super Bowl, 31 straight weeks, and Sports Jungle Facebook page. So if anybody's out there listening, Sports Jungle is, is in all capitals. Uh, Facebook group, Buck Flair Show, comes on at 10 o'clock Wednesday nights Eastern. Uh, we go for an hour to two hours to three hours to possibly four hours, depending on how great the show is going. And uh, all the people can come on live and Join the show. Last year we had over 81 different uh, guests in that 31-week uh, 
time. I think Ian was on there too yeah, last I, year. Appreciate I was a reoccurring guest. In fact, I was there for that four-hour one. That was insane. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so we're we're always, uh, you know, I'll be uh, I'll be doing a special show next Wednesday on April the tenth as we go over our uh, sports jungle draft uh, mock draft for the uh, first three rounds. We usually like to do that to see how well we do. Uh, compared to the NFL and, and the needs. So it's a good uh, group to be in, a lot of sports, a lot of everything. So, uh, But that's where you can find the Bug Flair Show every Wednesday night at 10 o'clock on the uh, Sports Jungle on Facebook. Everybody, you should definitely tune into that. I will be in the Sports Jungle after this show ends, definitely going to be talking to you about certain things in the jungle. Thank you, Chuck Thomas. Thank you for being my guest tonight. Thank you, Ian. Y'all have a good night. All right, and that was the end of our football segment here on Vegas Sports Hub, KSHP, 1400 AM. When we come back, we are going to get into WrestleMania. In fact, I'm going to be having a wrestling quiz where I'm going to challenge my co-host, Ethan Gettemeyer. I am so not ready for this. On his wrestling knowledge. Oh, you're going to find out how much I don't know. And this will be super entertaining. Come back. On Vegas Sports Hub, KSHP 1400 AM. On May 15, 1946, a young Tommy Kolax introduced Los Angeles to a hamburger with gusto. Over 70 years later, Tommy's hamburgers are world famous for their chili and chili burgers. Tommy's also features chili cheese dogs, breakfast burritos, chili tamales, thick milkshakes, and chili cheese fries. Dine in or carry out at Tommy's three Las Vegas locations, Craig in the 95, Boulder Highway just north of Harmon, and St. Rose just west of Eastern. Find the shack and you'll be back at Tommy's Hamburgers. Jumpers Jungle Family Fun Center is an indoor children's jump and party space in Las Vegas located at 2050 South Rainbow Boulevard. Kids of all ages can come and jump on our bouncers, race through the obstacle courses, speed down the mega slides, slam dunk into the basketball hoops, and much more. Are you looking for that perfect birthday party venue? Look no further. Jumpers Jungle has a party package that will fit your needs. Check out the open play schedule online at jumpersjungle.com or call 702-463-JUMP. It's time to jump your way to fun at Jumpers Jungle on the corner of Oki and Rainbow. Experience the vacation of a lifetime with Dream Vacation Week. Enjoy a fantastic seven-night resort vacation for a low price at some of the most popular destinations in the world. Don't take our word for it. Hear what our radio shopping show listeners have to say about Dream Vacation Week. Yes, we went to Park City, and it was the best. Oh my gosh, it was so wonderful. To Sedona, wonderful. It was a really good, really good experience. To book your vacation of a lifetime, visit them online at dreamvacationweek.com. That's dreamvacationweek.com. Destination, South Point. 11 great restaurants, bingo, bowling, movies, race books, sports books, spa, live entertainment, oversized rooms, and the rates unbeatable. The South Point, Las Vegas. Book now. Online at southpointcasino.com or call 866-791-7626. southpointcasino.com or call 866-791-7626. At the South Point, Las Vegas, you're always a winner. Right now at IHOP, order any breakfast combo and we'll sweeten the deal with all-you-can-eat pancakes. So get out your all-you-can-eat silverware because these pancakes aren't going to all-you-can-eat themselves because pancakes don't do that. Get IHOP's all-you-can-eat pancakes with any breakfast combo. Or just get the all-you-can-eat pancakes for $4.99. 
What else you got going on today? STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and the latest lines on every game. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards on every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino, Fiesta Wildfire, or the El Cortez. Details at the Sportsbooks. On May 15, 1946, a young Tommy Kolax introduced Los Angeles to a hamburger with gusto. Over 70 years later, Tommy's hamburgers are world famous for their chili and chili burgers. Tommy's also features chili cheese dogs, breakfast burritos, chili tamales, thick milkshakes, and chili cheese fries. Dine in or carry out at Tommy's three Las Vegas locations, Craig in the 95, Boulder Highway just north of Harmon, and St. Rose just west of Eastern. Find the shack and you'll be back at Tommy's Hamburgers. The Sports Hub presents This Day in Sports History. In 2012, Kentucky defeated Kansas 67-59 to win the Men's Basketball Championship. In 2007, the Florida Gators beat the Ohio State Buckeyes 84-75 to win the NCAA Men's Basketball Championship. In 1995, Lawrence Taylor defeated Bam Bam Bigelow at WrestleMania XI. In 1995, the baseball season opener was delayed until April 26 after a strike. In 1982, during an exhibition game, Oakland Athletics pitcher Steve McCaddy came to bat using a 15-inch toy bat under his manager Billy Martin's orders, protesting disallowing of the designated hitter spot. In 1977, the Montreal Canadiens set a NHL record of 34 straight home games without a loss. In 1976, the Oakland Athletics traded their star player Reggie Jackson to the Baltimore Orioles from Baylor, Mike Torres, and Paul Mitchell. And in 1931, a teenage girl struck out both Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig in an exhibition game in Tennessee. This has been Sports Hub's This Day in Sports History. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back here on Vegas Sports Hub. Man, you gotta love that Ric Flair woo. I mean, of course you gotta love. It. I mean, we had a guy. We, we just had a guy on our football segment whose name is Buck Flair. I mean, I like that guy. It's definitely a great guy. Do you know Charlotte, sir, or or Rick? <laughs> All right, or Ashley Flair. Oh yeah, because that's Charlotte's real name. Absolutely. Speaking of WrestleMania 35, is right around the corner this Sunday. This I'm Sunday. Excited. Are you going to watch it? I'm going to watch it. Are you going to watch I'm it? I'm going to watch it. I'm excited for some of these matches. That's right. We're going to be watching it. So here's what we're going to do. We are going to have a wrestling quiz time. Uh-oh. <laughs> I have my co-host, Ethan Gettemeyer. Hello. And he's, uh, and he's been watching wrestling for how many years? Uh, Since about 06, so about fifth, not even 15 years, about 11 years. You know what? That's a good enough amount of time to try to get these questions right. Oh, no. I have 10 <laughs> questions for uh, you, Ethan. Okay. They're going to start very easy, and then by 10, you're going to be cussing me out behind the mic. <laughs> Can I at least ask what era it's from? Is it from an this, era that I've watched? I'm going to tell you. Majority of these questions are from 1997 to present. Oh, my gosh. I'm screwed. It's all right. So here's what we're going to do. Ethan, I'm going to ask you the first question. This is how... Easy, it's going to be. Okay. Brock Lesnar will be defending his Universal Championship against Seth Rollins 
at this year's WrestleMania. Yes. But he made his WrestleMania debut against Kurt Angle at this WrestleMania. Oh, my God. Uh, WrestleMania 20? You are... Wow. Wait. It is oh. WrestleMania 19. I was close enough. It was close, but it wasn't I right. was a year off. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I'm going to be bad at this. Man, that was the easiest question that I thought oh, I could do up. for you. Shut up. Question number two. Ronda Rousey made her in-ring debut last year, teaming with Kurt Angle to face Stephanie McMahon and Triple H. However, name the pay-per-view that she made her first on-screen appearance with the WWE. Uh, WrestleMania 31 is when she like teamed with The Rock and like took out uh, Triple H and Stephanie. So I would say WrestleMania 31. It was SummerSlam 2014. She made a backstage segment with Natalia. Oh, backstage segments don't matter? Doesn't matter still. It's an on-screen appearance. No, backstage segments don't count. If we're talking on-screen, it's when when she's at the ring. You know what? Since it's a technicality, I guess I could say... Thank you. I will take a half a point on that. Okay, so in the <laughs> ring, it was WrestleMania 31, but technically it was SummerSlam 2014. All right, I'll give you that. Question number three. Buddy Murphy is the current cruiserweight champion mm-hmm. and will be facing Tony Nese at Wrestle at this year's WrestleMania. I'm so... Uh, not to get off topic, but I'm really mad that that's only a pre-show match. It should be on the regular it show. It should be. It, if anything, it should kick off the main show. That That's just my personal opinion, but we'll now, talk about that later. But in NXT, Buddy Murphy was a tag team special, a specialist. Who was his tag team partner, and who was his manager? So it was the Murphy. So it was Buddy and Blake Murphy, and their manager was uh, Little Miss Alexa Bliss. I, I swear to God, I hate her. I Her moments of bliss are really getting annoying. Yeah, you were correct. Wesley Blake and Alexa Bliss. So you got, we're right on that. So you have been two for three so far. All right. Well, one and a half. One and a half out of three. Okay. <laughs> question number four. And, it, and this is, this is going to be a question called Name This WrestleMania. Oh, no. Name the WrestleMania that Mike Tyson was the special guest enforcer in the Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Shawn Michaels match for the WWF title. Oh, my God. Okay, that was WrestleMania. Oh, shoot. I have it on the tip of my tongue. I want to say that was WrestleMania 20. No, uh, WrestleMania 17. No? It was WrestleMania 14. And it is the earliest one I have Dude, on this list. why am I, like, bad at wrestling all of a sudden? That's all right. Uh, question number five, you're probably not going to get either. But oh, anyway. Probably not. Because I'm getting into the medium questions now. Oh, no. So question number five, Kurt Angle will be having his retirement match with the WWE at this year's WrestleMania. During his entrance, it is common for fans to chant, You suck, to the beat of his theme song. Name the wrestler that started this chant during their feud in 2002. Wasn't it Edge? Yeah, cuz he held up the he held up the posters. 
that was like, let's look back on our on our f- matches, and it had you suck. Yes, I do, and I'm a dork, and I do. I watch that like twelve times. I laugh every time. Yeah, so you are correct. It was Edge during their hair versus mm. hair. Yeah, match. yep, I remember that. So all right, so you have two two and a half points out of five. I'll take it. Question number six: Shane McMahon oh, will be God. making his fourth WrestleMania appearance since returning to the company. Name all four wrestlers he has fought in those WrestleManias since he's returned. Okay, so the one I know off the top of my head is Kurt Angle. That's about all I remember. Uh, Undertaker, he's wrestled. Uh, oh, he fought. He fought alongside. Uh, Triple H and Triple H and uh, Vince McMahon at WrestleMania twenty. I want to say twenty four, twenty five, twenty five. Yeah, twenty five. I don't remember who their opponents were though. Oh, oh, it was Legacy. It was Legacy. I remember. All that. right. So okay. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna give you one of them, obviously. But here's. Boo. Yeah. Okay. Boo here's, yourself. Here's been the four. So you got Taker right. You got Undertaker right. The other three... Oh, Kurt Angle was Survivor Se- or, uh, the, SummerSlam, wasn't it? When he right, crashed it, through the, yeah. the glass. King of the Ring, 2001. Oh, okay. The other three wrestlers were AJ Styles, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. Those were the... Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah, no, I'm, I'm an idiot. All right, number seven. This one's probably going to be impossible for you. Okay. AJ Styles has had only one five-star match in his career. Can you name the two wrestlers he competed with in that five-star match? Was it in WWE? It was in TNA. It was in TNA. So if that's the case, it had to be, I want to say, Bobby Roode and possibly Samoa Joe. Wow. You got Samoa Joe right, but it was Christopher Daniels. Who was the third opponent in that that's match? That's right. I it that's was on Twitch. I, I should have known that. It, it was Unbreakable 2005 for the X Division Championship. Yep. Question number eight, dude. I'm, I'm gonna doing give, I'm gonna give, you, I'm gonna give you half a point on that one. So okay, three I, out of seven. That's fine. I I told you I was gonna be bad at this. All right. Question number eight: The Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal Ooh. has been a part of WrestleMania since 2014. Name. The only wrestler who has competed in all six battle royals. In all six? Uh oh. That's a toughie. Um Well, technically I don't watch the Battle Royal, so uh I'm gonna take a shot in the dark. I know I'm gonna get booed. Uh Zack Ryder. Yeah, I knew that. Because he wrestled at uh, 30, at 32 in Dallas for the IC title in the last and, and he did win it. Yeah. The answer was the one-man band Heath Slater. Oh, uh, I wouldn't have gotten that. I don't watch Heath Slater. He's got kids, so I don't care. He's got kids, and Brock Lesnar took him to Suplex City. <laughs> I don't, has he come back yet? No, he hasn't. Oh. Uh, Question number nine. Name the WrestleMania that Brawl for All winner Bart Gunn Bought boxer Butterbean and got knocked out in 34 seconds. Uh, WrestleMania 7. Yeah, that was a shot in the dark as well. 
WrestleMania 15. Oh my god. And now number 10, and this is the final question that I said was impossible. I'm just gonna say this right now. I'm I don't know if there's wrestling fans listening, but they're probably like yelling at their radio just this kid's an idiot. Why is he even doing this anymore? Right. In he fact, needs to stop. In fact, the program director here at KSHP, Danny Jackson. He's act- probably yelling at me right now, he like, probably, why aren't you getting these? He probably knows majority of these. In fact, I'm going to have him take this quiz next time I see him. Yeah. So probably Thursday. Oh, he's, he's probably going to get all of them correct, and right. I'm going to look like a right. fool. So if Danny's listening, yeah, Thursday, I'm going to have you take this quiz just to see how why are well you, you do. Get, why, so if he's listening, he's going to know all the answers already. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, true point, true point. You're saying all the answers right now, so, so all he has to do is, is write them so down. So this is the number 10 question. This is the impossible question. That Thursday. I, that I told <laughs> Dean Ambrose. Great. The impossible question is, Bobby Lashley will be competing against Demon Balor for the IC title at this year's WrestleMania. What was his original wrestling name in Ohio Valley Wrestling? Oh, my God. Before it was changed to Bobby Lashley in 2005. I don't know. The Heavy Machine? I don't know. This answer, I guarantee you, nobody would get unless they're a diehard Bobby Lashley fan. Yeah, n- so no one's going to get it. His name. Who cares about Bobby Lashley? His original wrestling name was Blaster Lashley. What? I'm not making that up. <laughs> what Bla- kind of a name is that? Now you know why they changed it from Blaster <laughs> to Bobby. Apparently they kept the last name, but, oh, yeah. they, but they, ch- they changed the first name. Blaster Lashley. I would have liked to have seen that him use that in Bellator. That would have been pretty funny. You know what? That would have been a great name to use for a wrestling quiz last week of Palatones. Yeah. Yeah, Blaster Lashley. Yeah, well, you you would have been the only one that would have known that. Cause hey, what I, was the team that won the uh, name? What wasn't it like Owen Hart School of no, Acrobatics? No, the team that won was the uh, the Two Sweet Marks. The Two Sweet Marks. Yeah, yeah. They, they came in close, though. Yeah, Two Sweet right there. Absolutely. Two Sweet. Now... Outside of the questions, which, by the way, you got three out of ten. Shut up. So I, I, I'm, I, like I feel a, sorry for you. That's like a 25%, not even. Less than 25. That's 30%. Oh, God. All right. Let's See, get, and, and my math is bad. Oh, I just need to go back to school. Hey, did you go to Clark County School District? Shut up. <laughs> yes. All right. So getting into wrestling, I want to talk about WrestleMania 35. In your opinion, what is going to be the best match on this Sunday? The best match? Okay, so that's a tie. Because I have two matches I'm really looking forward to, and it's the Daniel Bryan-Kofi Kingston match because I'm so happy Kofi's finally getting the push he's deserved for the past 11 years. He's finally getting the opportunity to show... He's never received a one-on-one opportunity. Exactly. It's always been a triple threat. Or, or elimination chamber. Yeah, or he's just never gotten them. Uh, and then the other one I'm really looking forward to is... Uh, I guess it's a three-way tie because I'm really i looking forward to AJ Styles-Randy Orton but I'm also really looking forward to Triple H and Batista because it'll be really cool to see Batista wrestling again, uh, not wrestling since WrestleMania 30 back in 2014. So the fact that he's going to be wrestling again and he's going to be in a no-holds-barred match, so that match is going to be really cool. It's going to be very cool. I have three matches of my own. The first one is Brock Lesnar-Seth Rollins. I think this will be a great match. Because when you look at it, Seth Rollins, he should be winning the Universal title. Did you see Raw? I did see Raw. When he curb stomped uh, Brock Lesnar. And two low blows? Yeah. I'm so scared for Seth Rollins right now. I feel like that's going to trigger something in Lesnar. Granted, it's all scripted. 
but that's going to trigger something in Lesnar that's just going to make him just maul, maul Rollins. Well, see, here's the thing about Brock Lesnar. We know it is that when he is wants a good match, he can do it. Mm-hmm. And when he doesn't care, he's like Randy Orton. He just kind of puts a meh effort. Yeah. Uh, but I think he's actually going to care about this one. I think Lesnar and Rollins is going to be a great match because Lesnar's actually going to care. Hopefully. That's it, that's the hope. It's not going to be Dean Ambrose at 31 where literally he just didn't care at yeah. all. So one thing I noticed that's really interesting is that Ambrose doesn't have a match. No, he doesn't. So my my concern not not necessarily concern but my thought process right now is does he interfere in the Drew McIntyre Roman Reigns match or does he interfere in the Seth Rollins Brock Lesnar match and help Rollins win the title most likely it's going to be Reigns McIntyre that he's going to interfere because he's had a big feud with McIntyre right i mean McIntyre's hit him below the belt i mean you heard Multiple Renee Young times, yeah. you heard Renee Young on Monday night raw yeah. she was scared mhm she's not going to have any kids the second match I care about is Shane McMahon versus The Miz. I think that's going to be a great match. We all know that Shane McMahon puts on a great performance at WrestleMania. Do you think it'll be a three- or four-star match? It'll probably be a four-star match because Miz can carry. We've oh, yeah. seen it. Last year at WrestleMania when it was Rollins, Bauer, and Miz, that was one of the best matches of the night. Mm-hmm. And then the third match is the one I actually agree with with you, and that is Triple H and Batista. I'm excited and to no see how they tear the house match. Down. I think Triple H is retiring, personally. I think this is basically his final match. Because you look at his last five WrestleMania matches, you have Batista now, you had Seth Rollins at 33, Triple H uh, versus Roman Reigns at 32, you had Sting, and then you had Daniel Bryan. Those last couple of matches have been great, but you can tell that over time it is starting to wear down on him. Mm-hmm. But, well, if he only wrestles about one match a year, because he's been wrestling about two or three matches a year. If he yeah, only he wrestled re- four last year. Yeah, so if he only sticks to maybe like one to two a year, he should be fine. But I will agree with you. I do think this is this should be his retirement match. And what what better way to put over, put over Batista but then lose? My only thought is, is this the time that Triple H finally beats Batista? Because Batista's been saying, oh, you've never beaten me. You've never beaten me. I don't think Triple H is going to win this one simply for the fact that we all know Triple H wants to do NXT full-time. Even though he already does it, he wants all of his focus to be on NXT. So he loses the match and then he just stops uh, overseeing WWE, or does he... Well, no, no, he'll no longer be a full-time wrestler. That's the stipulation. Right. Okay. The thing with Triple H is that... By the way, do you know who's the head of 205 Live right now? Isn't it Drake Maverick? No, no, it's Triple H. He's the guy who is running 205 Live. What happened to Drake Maverick? Well, on air, he's the one who's running it. But behind the scenes, Triple H is running 205 Live and NXT. So he's running Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and 205. So he's running the whole... Well, Vince runs Raw, and then technically Shane runs SmackDown. But Hunter's in the gorilla position every week. And well, he every is show. there. You know, yeah, that's right. But, but technically, Vince still runs Raw and SmackDown with an iron fist. Now, when you look at those three matches, they're going to be great. It's just the only thing that kind of questions me is what's going to be that one match that's going to be so awful that you think, why is this even on the card? 
Because oh. last year, it was that fatal four-way for the U.S. title. Mm-hmm. Where Jinder Mahal won and nobody cared. Yeah. Uh, I, or, it was, or it was Baron Corbin versus Dean Ambrose at 33. A match that basically everyone forgot about the second the bell rang. Yeah, I, I'm going to be honest. Me being an Ambrose fan, I totally forgot about that match. Uh, the match that I'm not looking forward to, and I think it's just going to be a snooze fest, and a lot of people aren't going to be too happy... It's the women's tag team match, tag team title match. I'm Why? not. I, I don't like Nia Jax and I don't like Tamina. The Iconics, oh sorry, the I Iconics because there's two eyes. They they don't deserve a title push right now. Uh, Beth Phoenix and Natalia. Yeah, it's cool that Beth Phoenix is returning as a wrestler, but you know she's not going to win. So we know that Bailey and Sasha are going to retain, and nobody's going to care. Well, see, nobody's going to care. Except for the fact that there is one match you're forgetting about. A match that I think everyone is going to forget about, even though these four competitors are some of the best we've seen. Usos, Hardy Boys. Oh, that match changed. The match, it got updated. It's now uh, the SmackDown Live Tag Titles? Yeah. Yeah, it's Usos, Ricochet, and Aleister Black versus The Bar versus Rusev and Nakamura. What happened to the Hardy Boys? Uh, I think they might have gotten injured at a live event all right well okay so that changed my that changes it entirely because <laughs> i thought that you know that match was going to be you know a match everyone's going to forget about well i just the, read on cbs sports for wrestlemania and it said this match and i was like oh okay all right well I, hold on hey ethan while i'm talking i'm gonna have you give me the list real quick because apparently my information has been wrong for the last 30 minutes <laughs> so looking at the matches I, okay i think i just found the one match that nobody is going to care about at all and that is and sadly it is going to be Samoa Joe Rey Mysterio uh, I don't it might be like a five minute squash match or a 15 minute squash match that's the only but... one I can think of is Bobby Lashley and Finn Balor or Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio so I... the Balor match I think that'll be a squash match because Demon's making an appearance so it doesn't really matter we already know that Balor's gonna win so right now one final thing before we move on to wrestling, and I'll get into my racing recap from the uh, previous weekend. When it comes to all-time WrestleMania matches, we were talking about this earlier. Mm-hmm. Name your favorite WrestleMania match and explain why, Ethan. So my favorite WrestleMania match, and a lot of people don't agree, and you don't agree either, it's uh, WrestleMania 29, uh, CM Punk versus Undertaker. I really like that match because I think... In my personal opinion, both of those guys worked really well in the ring. It was coming off of Paul Bear's death, so Punk really had a had some like stuff going into it. And the the weeks leading up to it with all the mind games Punk played on Undertaker just led Undertaker uh as painful as it as it is to say because I am a CM Punk fan, it Undertaker kicked his ass and I don't I wasn't upset about it. I was okay with it. I did, however, like Living Color playing uh, Cult of Personality live. I thought that was really cool. CM Punk and Undertaker was a good match, and my favorite match does have Undertaker in it. Can I guess? Yes, you can guess. Uh, WrestleMania 24? 5. Oh, oh, okay, and that was... uh, Oh yeah, Shawn Michaels Undertaker. Absolutely right. That was the right. first one. Absolutely right. When un, when uh, Michaels descended from the heavens. 
absolutely right. Shawn Michaels Undertaker at WrestleMania 25, if not one of the greatest matches of all time. I mean, when you look at this match, they had all of the technical wrestling. It had storyline. It basically was almost the perfect match. It should have been a a six-star match. Sorry to Akata (laughs) and Omega from last year, but come on. I mean, I feel like Dave Meltzer is going to make like a 10-star match, and it's going to be Okada versus... Oh, probably. It's going to be Okada versus Omega in 2050. 2050? Yeah. Oh, geez. Those guys are going to be dead. (laughs) They're going to be wrestling in their graves. No, no, they'll be on their walkers just like <laughs> like walking to the ring. Now, we're going to get into the Las Vegas Motor Speedway and our segment we're going to be talking about right now. The Bull Ring had their hometown heroes night last Saturday at the Bull Ring at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Now, I was at the event. In fact, I wrote an article about this race, which you can go check out on www.vegassportshub.com. And it was a very fun night of racing. You had skid plate cars go in the reverse order. Basically, they went backwards on the track. Which, by the way, if you saw that live, would that be interesting to you, seeing cars go the reverse way? Instead of instead of going uh, left, they were going right. Ooh, shocking. Yeah, sure. And they have but no rear tires, too. In fact, I was actually talking about this. I... Can we take your Kia, take the wheel back wheels off, and have it be on the uh, racetrack. If you're willing to buy me a truck afterwards. <laughs> well, you can take my Kia, pay my mom the rest of the money that I have to pay her, and then buy me a truck, go for it. I mean, your car is basically almost perfect for it anyway. Oh, God, no. That that rust bucket's so nice. I don't want to damage it. <laughs> but, yeah, the skid plate cars were very entertaining, one of the best parts of the night. You had a bombers race between Kyle Jacks and Vinny Rucci Jr., which Jack spun out Rucci, and Rucci still won the race. Interesting enough, Kyle Jacks is leading Rucci in the points by one point, which is going to make the rest of the season very interesting. And we're also going to be talking about the fact that Chris Klein, a Las Vegas native, swept the doubleheader between the super late model series at the Bullring. So congrats to Chris Klein winning both races, and he's currently the points leader over Scott Gaffarini in the Bullring Super Late Model Series. Now, before we go here on Vegas Sports Hub, I want to say thank you to everybody who tuned in tonight. I want to say thank you to my co-host, Ethan Gettemeyer. Thank you. For coming on to our wrestling segment <laughs> and basically making a fool of himself yeah, in the process. That was bad. I want to say thank you to Chuck Thomas, known as Buck Flair, for coming on the show and talking about the NFL Draft. Like I said, go to Sports Jungle on Facebook and definitely support uh, Buck Flair and Chuck Thomas. And as we're ending the show, obviously, I will say that it is very interesting that a lot of things went on this week that not many people thought of. So I just want to say thank you to everybody who came in tonight. Ian or Kelly for Vegas Sports Hub. And uh, I will see you next week. It's Brian Blessing, weekdays, noon to 2, on 1400 KSHP North Las Vegas and KSHP.com. USA Radio News with Wendy King. 
President Trump says they will propose a great new health care system after the 2020 election as lawmakers vow to protect Obamacare. Democrats will fight the Republican effort to repeal health care with everything we've got. Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer says that's why he's asking Republicans to join him in a resolution. All 47 Democrats are demanding President Trump and Attorney General Barr reverse their legal assault.